The debt of gratitude we owe our veterans goes far beyond a yearly thank you. But it is this time of year that traditionally turns the nation's attention to thanking the men and women who've served and sacrificed to keep us free. 2020 has been a year of sacrifice for all of us, a year of loss, disappointment, and uncertainty. But it is also a year of hope and commitment. At Honor Flight Chicago, we thought it important to take stock of where we are and where we hope to be in the year ahead. So we sat down for a conversation with Honor Flight Chicago Board President John Patak. I want to begin, John, by asking you how you got your start in Honor Flight Chicago. What brought you in? Uh, about 10 years ago, I was reading the Chicago Tribune, came across an article about an organization that was recognizing the service and sacrifice of our local World War II veterans by bringing them to our nation's capital to see the memorial that was built in their honor. The World War II memorial was built was completed in 2004, uh, and that, that was a time many of our aging war veterans may, ha may not have had the means or been physically up to making the journey to D.C. to see their memorial uh, on their own. And this group was taking plane loads of them there at no cost to the veteran and making sure they not only saw their memorial, but that they were treated to an experience that they would never forget. After reading the article, I was sold. Uh, I had to learn more about this organization. So I'm the, uh, I'm the proud grandson of World War veteran Joseph Patak. He served in the Army and was wounded while liberating Italy. Growing up, I was very close to my grandfather, who we all called Papa, and I knew of his service, but I didn't really know anything about his service because he, like many of our, our war heroes, it's not something they talk about, talked about at all. Um, I knew that I always wanted to do something to honor my grandfather's service as well as that of my father, who's a Vietnam War era veteran. And this sounded perfect. Um, so I started doing some digging and was able to connect with one of the co-founders, Mary Petnato, uh, who initially put me to work uh, doing some filing and some spreadsheet work. And then 10 years later and 40-something trips to our nation's capital, uh, I couldn't be more proud and happy to be a part of such an amazing organization. Tell me about your grandfather. He was in Italy, you said? Yes. My grandfather was in the uh, U.S. Army. Um, he was uh, stationed in Italy, uh, part of the Liberating Forces, and while uh, in the field, uh, was shot uh, in the arm, came, uh, came very close to uh, getting him in the chest, but was fortunate. Uh, spent months uh, in recovery, uh, was brought back to the, uh, the United States to do his rehab, and that's when he met my grandmother. Did you have occasion to talk with your grandfather about his experience? Was he open about it or just, like so many others, as you mentioned, just didn't want to share the experience? No, uh, I could tell that he was very proud of his service. 
Uh, he, I always, as a young child, was fascinated by his, uh, his tattoo on his arm, <laughs> uh, patriotic tattoo, okay. and um, also his, uh, his bullet wound. Uh, I could see that, and as a, as a child, you're fascinated oh, by it. Oh, for sure. Um, but whenever I really asked him a, about it, uh, he didn't really uh, share very much. And I, I, I know in talking to other members of my family that uh, those are a lot of stories that he, that he was pretty guarded about and kept pretty close to himself. But again, um, I, could, I could sense uh, that he was proud to, to serve his country. And now, having been around for many years, so many veterans, you understand why vets who've been in combat are reluctant to share the experience. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one of the things I'm really proud of, of with Honor Flight Chicago and the work that we're doing is many of them describe it as a healing experience. Tell me some of those experiences that you've had, because you're a, you're a bus captain when you get to the other end in D.C., and... So you witnessed firsthand some of those healing moments. Um, since our founding in, in 2008, we've flown more veterans than any other hub within the National Honor Flight Network. Um, but what we're most proud of is the impact that we are seeing on the lives that we've touched along the way, uh, as you said. Our original mission was to say thanks to our senior war heroes by providing this one-day excursion but what we found is our impact lasts well beyond that one day. Um, I, I worked with a, um, uh, the daughter of one of our veterans for, for many, many weeks in trying to get him to um, accept the invitation to fly with us. Uh, he came up with just about every excuse in the book as to why uh, he didn't want to go. He was... He was busy, he had a doctor's appointment, he didn't feel that he should, he should be recognized. Uh, finally, uh, after uh, weeks of working on him, he relented, uh, went on the trip, had a fabulous experience. She gave me a call uh, a couple of weeks later and said, thank you so much uh, for the gift that you gave this 94-year-old to finally have him realize that he's a hero. And thank you for the gift that you gave to my children, his grandchildren. They went out after we got back to Chicago to an all-night diner, and he sat around the table and told war stories for the first time. Those are stories that would have, um, that he would have never told, would have went to the grave with him had he not had an experience where uh, he felt it was now time to share those stories. And there are so many others like that, too, Absolutely. where they're unburdened and they feel free to finally just release it. Absolutely. Um, we, we recently, um, more recently, started flying our Vietnam veterans, as you mentioned. And one of them, uh, I remember on that first trip, he, he had a really tough time uh, approaching the wall. Uh, lost so many um, uh, fellow servicemen when he served. And he described it as, he just kept saying, the bricks are being lifted off of my shoulders right now, uh, when he was finally able uh, to reach out and touch that wall. 
There's also part of the equation that so many uh, veterans who've made the trip felt originally, I'm not deserving of this trip. I was not necessarily in combat. I mean, take the heroes, but I was just a grunt. I just did things. I was a supply guy. I don't deserve to go. And so there's been a certain amount of convincing that has to be done to bring them along, and it's equally rewarding for them, too, that I was part of the whole thing. I was an integral part. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that comes along with with spending the day with other veterans, talking, having those stories, the people they meet, uh, our volunteers, our um, uh, just getting out and, and, and talking about their service, they start to realize that they, even if they didn't leave uh, the United States during the war, that they played such an important, uh, they were such an important cog in the wheel that mm -hmm. without their hard work, determination, uh, we would not have prevailed. The one commonality, Paul, that I see with with our veterans is the heroism and courage that they have displayed as well as the modesty that they carry themselves with. These veterans that I have had the honor of getting to know always shake their heads and tell me they aren't heroes, that they're on, they only fulfilled their duty to our country. And I always, um, I always respond uh, with a quote that's inscribed at the Korean War Memorial. I read it to all of our veterans at the end of the day, and it says, Our nation honors her sons and daughters who answered the call to defend a country they never knew and a people they never met. That says hero to me. And that's how I want each of our veterans to feel when they're, when they're in our care. Let me bring you to the present day. We've faced enormous challenges as everyone has and we had to cancel as did every other honor flight hub the flights this year so everything's on hold. And we have no crystal ball. It's been a difficult year. What do you see on the horizon? Well first and foremost Paul I hope that all of our veterans, their families, our volunteers, our donors are all safe and healthy uh, and navigating these this challenging landscape as best they can. When we wrapped our 12th season with our 95th flight, we were already starting the plan for, for 20, the 2020 season and, uh, and hitting that amazing 100th flight milestone. Uh, like many things uh, across all walks of life, that came to a screeching halt in the spring. Um, when we began our mission in 2008, we brought uh, 60 World War II veterans on the inaugural flight to D.C. Um, three years ago, we began flying uh, our Korean War veterans, and last year we, we began flying our Vietnam veterans. So it was such a special season uh, that we ended off with, finally seeing three generations of senior war heroes walking together in our nation's capital. Uh, and we had such momentum entering the new year and we're so excited. Uh, but uh, we, we had to pause the flights um, because of the pandemic, but our mission will continue uh, when it's safe to do so again. 
we have over 2,700 senior war heroes on our, currently on our wait list awaiting their day of honor. Uh, in speaking with many of them, they're very anxious for our flights to return, but they understand we're, we're not going to do so until it, it's safe to, to do so. We rely on the science. We rely on the science. Uh, what's your crystal ball tell you? <laughs> we have no crystal ball. We have no crystal ball. So, um, you know, we are going to, right now, we're planning for the 2021 season. Um, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into getting each flight off the ground. Uh, a lot of stuff you have to do in advance. And uh, that plan, those plans are in motion right now. So, um, but we will not um, put our, this demographic, as you know, is, is some of the most at risk, uh, given their age, uh, given some of their ailments. So we want to make sure that we keep them safe. Uh, that's the, first and foremost the most important thing for us. So while we wait, in the interim, our mission, the things we do have changed a bit. Uh, the yard signs, for instance, that have gone out, have, that's been a very successful thank sure. you. Uh, what else? So without the flights, um, we sought ways to reach out to our veterans still waiting for their day of honor uh, to make sure they knew we were thinking of them. Uh, right away, uh, we, we, we put a, um, an advertisement in the, uh, in the new local newspapers, um, letting them know, hope, wishing them well, uh, uh, asking them to remain safe, uh, and, uh, and let them know we are thinking about them. We started uh, all, all 2,700 of the veterans on our wait list. Uh, we've contacted them and offered them a yard sign, as you uh, alluded to, or a window decal that publicly thanks them for our service. We mobilized our volunteers and had them deliver these yard signs, and the, uh, the reception has been nothing short of fantastic. Um, we, we have over 1,500 yard signs that have been hand-delivered and hundreds of decals that have been mailed to our, our senior war veterans. And it was conceived as a simple thank you, um, but the, the project's really had a deep impact that illustrates just how important our mission is um, and how emotional those thank yous are. Uh, we're in the process of sending out uh, Honor Flight Chicago face masks uh, to our alumni to let them know that especially during uh, the pandemic that they remain part of the Honor Flight Chicago family, that we're thinking about them and that we want to keep them safe. Tell me a bit about Operation Education, which is part of what we do. A number of people may be unfamiliar with what that means. This is our outreach program to develop avenues for students to take action on veteran issues and create opportunities for students to get involved with honoring our veterans. Uh, we intend to discuss and develop lesson plans for each grade band uh, to be used in classrooms to give students knowledge of World War II, the Korean uh, War, and the Vietnam War. Uh, last summer, I was sitting in a local coffee shop uh, working on my laptop and the radio was on. It was June 6th, mm -hmm. 75th anniversary of D-Day. Right. And there were a, um, a couple of uh, college kids 
working in that coffee shop and the radio was on and they mentioned uh, the 75th anniversary and one turned to the other and said, do you know what that is? And the response was, it's, that was the, it's the anniversary of the day we won the war. Okay. <laughs> and um, I, I just thought we owe it uh, to, our, to our youth to make sure that they understand the service and sacrifice of the generations that came before them. Um, and, you know, I'm the father of three young children, um, all uh, going through school right now, and I just want to make sure that they are educated in that service and sacrifice and that these veterans are given a platform to tell their stories. And, and the, the response has just been incredible. And many of them, uh, into their 90s, have gone into schools and talked to the kids so you get a firsthand experience. Here's the guy who was at D-Day, uh, and he shares it. And hopefully that registers with the kids. Absolutely. Um, they are so engaged when, when they're learning something and a living history book comes in and talks to them, mm -hmm. or they have access uh, to the interviews that this team is doing. And I just want um, to thank the operation education team. Uh, they're doing a, a, a fantastic job. We've, we've uh, assembled a, a team of educators across the Chicagoland area who've really taken this mission and, and just each each day that passes, the idea generation and the, and the sorts of things that they're putting together are just making such a rich experience for our, for our students right now. And I think it, it's also kind of, we talked a little bit earlier about how being part, taking part in the Honor Flight um, Chicago trip to D.C. is not just a one-day experience. It's something that's changing our veterans' lives. This keeps those veterans who've flown with us engaged, keeps them telling their stories, keeps them, um, you know, so, so um, interested in, in continuing on that day that they had because they relive uh, what many of them call the, the, the second best day of their life, second only to marrying their wife of 60 years. Right, so right. Um, it's really a, a great opportunity um, to, to bring them into the classrooms. Right now it's virtually. Um, prior, prior to the current um, health crisis, it, they were physically going in the classrooms, the PEP assemblies, the, the schools are doing a great job of helping raise funds to continue to send our, our senior war heroes on this trip. So uh, it's, been a, it's been an amazing uh, mission, one that we're really excited about extending uh, our original mission. We have an armada of volunteers people who've been through the experience watch it, feel it, and they, they want to become part of it. And we have hundreds and hundreds of people who want to help. And this year has been difficult for them because they're extending the hand to help and they can't really do a whole lot. 
So there's a big thank you to them, and that's kind of why we're, we're doing this, to, to let them know what the plans are, because a lot of things that we're, we would wish to be doing are on hold. Um, but the enthusiasm of the Volunteer Corps has not ebbed. Not at all. Uh, last year, we flew just over 700 senior war heroes to D.C., and we couldn't have done it without our um, army of dedicated volunteers. Thank you for your service. <laughs> we're, we're going in five, uh, five buses. Yeah. So, so you're going to be on the red bus. Perfect. Our volunteers arrive at Midway as early as 2.30 a.m. to make sure everything is ready for our heroes to arrive. Our DC volunteers do an amazing job of helping coordinate our visit uh, so that we're all set and ready to go when we're there and each of our uh, veterans has their own personal guardian for the day. Thanks for your service. Uh, but the hard work really starts in the weeks and months ahead of each fight day. Uh, they can't, our volunteers are canvassing the neighborhoods looking for senior war heroes they man the phones they're in close contact with the veterans and their families uh, we have a, a just a, a truly amazing de dedicated cast of volunteers and our, our nurses and our doctors our photographers our videographers uh, all just do such an amazing job they all come together for the from all sorts of walks of life for this singular mission to honor uh, and pay tribute to our, our senior war heroes. Uh, and when we hear from our veterans in the days following their trip, it's not the memorials or the places they visit they mention the most. It's the people they meet, uh, the conversations that they have that, they, that make the lasting impressions. Um, and what I love most about this organization is that each season, each each uh, flight that takes off, we get better at what we do. And that's a true testament to the dedication and creativity of our volunteers. Uh, we have an amazing uh, board of directors who's so thoughtful, uh, so dedicated to this mission. Um, and, and, and the creativity and the thoughtfulness is, is just, it's, it's truly inspiring. And it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm very, very fortunate to, to be surrounded by, um, by so many people who are, uh, are really dedicated to this mission. Uh, each flight day is, is so rewarding, uh, but it can be very challenging. Many of our veterans are in their 80s and 90s, and um, some have mobility issues. Uh, some require uh, special medications, medical equipment. Um, but our mission is to make sure that our heroes are as comfortable as possible and that, and that they have the best, safest and best experience possible. And, and it's really our volunteers who, who make, that, uh, make that happen. They do such a, the, the passion they bring. I, I had a veteran who was an prin, assistant principal once tell me that in his 30 years on the job, he knew how hard it was to plan and execute an event with so many people and moving parts, but he's never seen anything uh, as beautifully run and as, as well taken care of as, as the Honor Flight Chicago uh, volunteers 
do when they uh, when they host this event, and it's any event, whether it's a, uh, a get-together outside of, um, of, uh, of flight day, uh, our, our mail call, our, our welcome home, uh, they're, they're truly amazing. And um, I love this quote from a, from a recent survey. We survey all of our veterans after their flight day just to, to understand uh, how their experience is. And, he said, I'm legally blind and I was worried to go so far from home on my own, but I wasn't alone. I was surrounded by loving, helpful people from beginning to end. Uh, and I think that really sums up our volunteers. What you do requires a great amount of time and effort, but I think probably that the reward is far beyond. Uh, the payback is just incredible. And what you be, what you're able to to witness, the people you're able to meet, uh, you're doing much more than connecting with your grandfather and your dad. Absolutely, uh, honestly, uh, outside of my family, there's nothing more rewarding in my life than the work that we're doing with Honor Flight Chicago. Um, it's truly been an honor uh, to meet and get to know so many of our nation's uh, heroes. It's been an opportunity that I certainly cherish and do. I will never take lightly. Uh, as the grandson of a World War II veteran who passed before he was able to receive his day of honor, um, I'm, I'm really thankful for the opportunity to be able to take other people's grandfathers and, and grandmothers and loved ones. Um, you know, I know he'd be so proud to be walking side by side uh, with this amazing group of veterans each trip. So I bring a picture of Papa with me. Uh, and I, I'm confident that he's smiling and sal saluting from above. Uh, the words thank you are core to everything we do at Honor Flight Chicago. And as the father of three young children, I know uh, how insincere those words can sometimes be. Um, especially in the instances where they really want something from, from you. Right. Uh, but the difference here, and I hear this routinely from the veterans on our trip, is that our volunteers, the people they come across throughout the day, use them with such sincerity in such a genuine way that it really touches them. Uh, and I believe that my children, on a, on a personal level, are on their way to better understanding the impact that those uh, words have. And I, I truly believe I have Honor Flight Chicago uh, to thank for that. Well, thank you is, uh, is a very important thing to say. And so I would say it to you for all the hard work you put in in leading the operation. Thank you. And let's look forward to a, a different future than we've been through this year, 2020. Absolutely, Paul. I think the work we're doing to honor our senior war veterans has taught us all that we have a great opportunity to better remember and pay tribute to those who protect our freedoms past, present, and future generations. Thank you for the work you're doing too, Paul. You're welcome. It's my honor.
hope you found today's Honor, Thank, Inspire episode to be moving and meaningful. If you did, please consider sharing this podcast and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The impact Honor Flight Chicago has on the lives of our veterans and their families is made possible by the generosity of our donors. To support our mission, to find our veteran application, to volunteer, or simply for more information, please visit us at honorflightchicago.org.